0: Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, Mother-Daughter Team, Dr. Gloria, and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation, with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio.
1: Paul Alexander is with us today. He's a singer and a songwriter and a psychotherapist. Paul promotes healing through his concerts, recordings, and workshops. Paul's music has been inspired and enriched through his work as a psychotherapist and hospice social worker. His grief work strongly influenced his musical expression, further moving him to create griefsong.com. His unique Integration of his artistry and Wait, sensitive awareness so to the hurting shirt heart, heart is what on. brings so meaning to Paul Alexander's voice listen. and music.
0: Well, great so, questions. welcome, Paul. Well, you're right. Uh, so Thank you. Nice day. to 10. be with you today. I just Happy love music. Year. I remember walking down the street to listening you to show, uh, I, if you remember you that forward song. Forward to lightning yeah. Yeah. Now, How did you get again? into writing? I had a high voice when I was young, and I started singing with it. I said, to myself i think i want to be a singer when i get older and uh, it just stuck with me and i learned guitar because they were having a talent show in school and i wanted to be in it but figured i had to learn the guitar and then i wrote a song called dreams uh way back when and uh, started playing in church as many uh, musicians do and singing a lot there and just was uh very fortunate to have a whole group of people around me who love music. So that was always there. And my family loved to watch the Lawrence Wilkes Show. Remember that one? Oh, I do.
2: Yeah, everybody sat around and watched that. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was really great. And just and
0: to, to see the joy of music and, and what it did to people and how it touched their hearts. And uh, that's where it all started and um, just kept growing uh, through the years where I did the, the typical things one would do. And I think because of my interest in. Uh, uh in spirituality and people the combination of two when i went on to get my social work degree and got the job working in a children's hospital and a hosp i was specifically was on the hospice unit i started um being asked to do events actually the compassion friends was one of the first groups uh that had me in the new england conference uh they you know the local regional uh-huh. uh, Conferences they had, and they invited me to come and speak and I had only been working in the hospice a while, but they said, "Will you talk about you know whatever you can share on coping with grief, and if you would sing as well, that would be very welcome and I was surprised to be honest, um, even though I love music, i having uh, experienced the loss of children through the parent i 'm not a parent, and so I never know fully what it 's like, but i 've walked the road with many parents on the hospice unit, and they taught me. In addition to my own education, but they taught me from just sitting and listening to them and watching them grow through that what it's like. I mean, from from as much as I can integrate it, and it started influencing my writing. And so I started writing songs based either on experiences that would have and talking with them, or in the rituals and the the memorial type things I saw that was meaningful in terms of healing and coping and moving forward. And that's how it that's how it came to be grief song
2: um, right and, and you have lost your folks though so you know about loss um,
0: yes um, now I have uh, and unfortunately I miss them more and more it's but the relationship is ongoing I think uh, I lost my dad in ninety three and my mom in ninety eight which we were you know specific, very close and uh, and that has touched my some of my writing as well. And, of course, on many levels, everything is integrated, you know, as we move forward. One loss connects to another in some ways and uh, touches us. But the question we all ask, I, I know bereaved parents ask it, bereaved siblings definitely ask it, um, and even uh, me as a bereaved adult who, who's lost my parents, as you referenced before, uh, we lose an anchor. Something that kept us in place is no longer there, and I think... One of the hardest things, at least in my grief journey, and I think in many grief journeys, is that we try to look for that which keeps our heart in place, which keeps our role in place in our identity. And that's a question that takes many, many, many years to come to a place of some kind of uh, safe ground. Uh, i 'd like to use that term because it 's uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, in process i don 't know if you found that in the journey, but I know many others have
2: absolutely and, and people also tell us there was then and then there 's now and, mm-hmm. and who am I now so that 's a wonderful story because Mark dicey Sims is a great friend of all of ours, and so is, is Allie. so let 's go ahead and hear uh, some of who am I now
3: You and I, we were a team It seems we fought against the odds You and I, we'd paint rainbows When the world would fall apart We'd laugh and play all day And make angels in the snow We were two You and I, me and you Who am I now without you? Who will I turn out to be? I stand alone, I'm broken in two Does anybody realize how much You and I, we look for shooting stars when our fears got out of hand. we close our eyes real tight and make the secret plan. We were two, you and I, me and you. Who am I now? Without you Who will I turn up to be I stand alone Broken in two Does anybody realize How much I'm missing
2: Oh, that was great, Paul. Really wonderful. I love that, um, Angels in the Snow. It was interesting, because Heidi was here this morning, and... uh getting ready to go to New York, and, and we were listening to the song, and I said, wow, that's really a sibling song. And, th- and now I realize why it is.
0: Yes, from the references, too. And that, actually, that image did come from the inspiration in, in Allie's letters to her brother in that book, and my still a sister. But what a wonderful images of things that siblings do share and those special moments that just etch our heart and, and then are the trigger points for so many memories and also for so many moments of grief.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely, Heather. What was your thought as a sibling about that? It's it's nice for someone to to put it into song. It's it's lovely. It really it touches me. Yeah, it was a great a great song. Well, I wanted to get did, to play part of uh, a segment from your pennies from heaven too, and the reason I did the pennies from heaven really came to me. I, it's a bit of a song, I think. I'm going to say about your mother. And Lawson about how she said talked about pennies, but also we find dimes all the time, don't we, Heather? We do. Dimes, <laughs> is that
0: family. right? <laughs> it's
2: really strange. I mean, I you know I'm a golfer, and my husband and I are riding in the golf cart, and and he's a kind of a skeptic, and he looks down uh, by the golf cart and says, "Look what's on the ground, Gloria, and it's a dime." Uh huh. And Heidi found one in the airplane yesterday. And she I don't did. Know, where have you found them, Heather? Oh well, we found them. We were traveling to Mexico,
1: and we found one in Mexico. So uh, it, I, we always think of that
2: as kind of a sign from Scott. <laughs> Even <laughs> so my kids kind of will shame. find
1: them. Yeah,
2: and show them to me. So the pennies from heaven is that that's kind of inspired by
0: your mom, right? Well, the, specifically, yes, because um, my mom had me later in life. She was 43 and uh, was 85 when she died. She'd probably kick me now for telling you, for <laughs> telling her your age, but I think it's okay. And on the last five years uh, after my dad died, I used to visit her actually in Queens, and she stayed in the house I, we were born in. But, but one of my things was to take her for a walk, you know, to get us out and stretch our legs and stuff. And <laughs> we'd walk around the block, and uh, we'd be walking her and talking. And then if she saw a penny, and it could be in the curb or and she'd kind of hit me on the shoulder and say, pick that up. And I was like, Ma, come on, mate. pick it up. And she liked the shiny ones especially. So I would, of course, save them, listen to your, listen to your mother, and put them away. And after she died, uh, I remember taking walks in the park. And this is where it started, by the hospital where I worked, in St. Mary's Hospital, at lunchtime. And I started noticing I'd take walks. And there in the park, there were pennies. But it started happening so much, and being having gone to so many conferences and doing my own uh, work uh, with meditation and things, I started realizing this really is a connection. There is something going on here. I can't explain it. I don't have the map for it, but I know whether you call it an energy, a divine a source, a connection to your loved one, I believe that, that that continues, and this was one way to say to us, hey, I know... You would rather me there, but there I am still connected to you, and I'm watching out for you. So the funny thing is I started collecting the pennies, and then soon I would find that at, at difficult points in my life, when I was really questioning the hard times, which lasted for a while in my transition, um, I started finding three pennies at a time. and. <laughs> In my conferences, I've actually saved them because you know you can tell you can tell stories about science. You can almost make anything a sign if you want, and I know that. But the truth is, I really believe, and I know many people in their grief do believe in. I've I've heard phenomenal, phenomenal stories. Uh, Later on, we'll talk about the butterfly being one. But I started finding three, and I would share this story: three pennies, and I would show the three pennies in my workshops, and people would tell stories and tell stories. I was at a workshop conference. um, a few months back, and I told the story, and there was five widows, young widows in their 40s who had lost their husbands, and one specific woman had lost her two husbands in a row within three years, and she stood up, and she shared the story, and then she said, I find four pennies, and we all kind of laughed, you know, who's going to get the most pennies? Well, the next day, I was walking, I got back to New York, and I got out of the car in some shopping mall. I looked down, and there was four pennies, and in the moment I saw them, I knew it was a connection to her husband's, kind of saying, I'm glad you got my, my wife to share that story. And yes, it's true, kind of like a, a verification. Right,
2: and absolutely. I that love something? it. And you know what? We talk all, about, all the time about signs, and in my Compassionate Friends group, we talk about signs. There are so many signs, and you're saying, you know, there are so many, but I think they're all real. For me, you know, if you want a sign, just open your eyes and look around for it.
0: They're there every day and every moment. Yeah, Yeah, and
2: every moment we're being encouraged to go on with life and living and loving. Well, let's hear uh, Pennies from Heaven. And um, uh, Ivan, our engineer, why don't we just go out with that song?
3: As my mom got older We'd walk around the block Shoulder to shoulder Sometimes we'd talk And I knew these days would be A sweet memory for me I recall them more and more Now that she's gone And every now and then Something catch her eye Lying in the grass Or by the road's curbside And she'd simply nod her head Or point so I would bend To save this Lincoln friend In a jar Pennies from heaven Pennies from heaven, she would say, someone's smiling on us today. So pick it up, make a wish, and say a prayer. Pennies from heaven, riches come from counting blessings one by one, and never forget. That you are loved And just the other day I thought I'd take a walk More Open to Hope Radio is coming up. Welcome back to Open to Hope Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Open the Hope Show. For those of you just joining us today, we're talking about healing through music, and our guest is Paul Alexander. I'm Heather Horsley Johnson, and I'm here with my mom, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Heidi's en route to New York City right now. Paul is a singer, songwriter, and psychotherapist, and he promotes healing through his concerts, recordings, and workshops. So, please welcome.
2: Hey, Paul. That Hello. Was a great song. Uh, Kenny's are are wonderful, and I hope that our whole audience out there is you know willing to accept those signs and enjoy them and and have some fun with them too and But the other thing is sometimes people try to make signs too profound and then they get disappointed i I find particularly with the dream kind of thing is that sometimes you'll have an epic dream, and for some people they either have never had one and they or saying, where's my dream, or they had one and they say, where's my next dream, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it, and don't worry about it. Just accept uh, what you get, don't you think, Paul?
0: Yeah, it's, I agree 100%. I always say when something comes, the the you'll get a gut feeling for a flash or a feeling in your heart that that gives you a sense of peace, comfort, confirmation, affirmation, and at that moment just say thank you, take a deep breath, and trust it to be. Um, because we can overanalyze them and, I think, get in trouble because we start comparing our signs to other people's signs, and why not me, and uh, that does get us in trouble and make us even more bereft.
2: Absolutely, and also, you know, um, they are sacred in a lot of ways, so I find when I get a sign or something, I might mention it kind of at one time in passing, and, and then, I don't know, you just don't want to keep talking about it, so... So don't be surprised if if people tell you something and then they don't want to talk about it anymore. It's not because it didn't happen or that Mm -hmm. they didn't have something uh, come from your child. Have you got any thoughts on that, Heather?
1: Well, I just love the dreams. I always love when I dream about Scott. It brings me great joy. I hate to wake up, but but uh, it makes me feel really connected to him for the day and know that he is watching and he's out there and he knows we love him and he loves us.
2: Absolutely. And gosh, folks, for... Just to remind you, it's been like 26 years for us, and um, these continuing bonds are delicious (laughs) as time goes on. I know for a lot of you they're really painful right now, but they do become really wonderful things as as time goes on. Well, Paul, will you talk a little bit about the next song we're going to talk about, which is Light a Candle, because I think that um, Today I Light a Candle, because I think that rituals are so important.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely, for the healing, and uh, the inspiration, I think, came for this many, oh, probably way back, uh, I had probably went to my first conference, and we used to do candlelightings at the hospice as well after losing, you know, to mem- remember the children once a year, uh, similar to what you do at the National conventions of the Local. And, and the compassionate groups. friends, right. And it just touched me so much. um but I think the initial inspiration actually came from a mother who came in, and it was the reverse of what we might expect. It was in her dream. She had a vision of her daughter lighting a candle for her to help her through her pain. Oh, and oh I love that. Isn't reverse. that amazing? Yeah. And it came back to me the other day because I think after having seen how it's used and so grateful that the song since 93 has been used, you know, so many times, it's a humbling, humbling thought. But for me, too, it's a sign to stay true to, you know, those moments when these things come to us, be it a sign, be it a dream, be it an inspiration for a poem or words, whoever you are, you know, to trust that and putting it down. Uh, You're honoring your own source, and you're also potentially opening up you know, to help someone else at moments you might not even know about. You know, so um, that was the initial inspiration, and then from that, uh, I saw the response to how people, the parents, used it in all groups. It became it's it's so requested, uh, thankfully so, uh, just to see how it speaks to so many people. And the other thing I love about it is it gives us something to do, an action, because I think in our grief we get so burdened down. And also in our relationships, if your loved one had asked you to do something, you would always do it. I know I would run to the store for my mother. I would do anything. So instead of being passive, just passive in our grief, which is a necessary part, it also gives us a way to take an action that also benefits the room. If I light this candle, there's no more darkness. And if we all light our candles together, there's a lot of light. Uh, Uh,
2: Absolutely. I love it. Well, why don't we hear uh, part of that today, I Light a Candle?
3: And I will light a candle for you To shatter all the darkness And bless the times we knew Like a beacon in the night The flame will burn bright And guide us on our way Oh, today I light a candle for you seasons come and go And I'm weary from the change I keep on moving on You know it's not the same And when I'm walking all alone Do you hear me call your name? Do you hear me sing the songs we used to sing? And I will light a candle for you To shatter all the darkness And bless the times we knew Like a beacon in the night The flame will burn bright And guide us on our way Oh, today I light a candle for you Oh, Paul, that is
2: uh, such a wonderful song. And, you know, I've, we've heard it um, before. I think Alan Peterson sings it sometimes, right?
0: Uh, I think Al- Alan wrote his own. Oh, his is a little different, huh? Oh, yeah, okay. it oh it's a totally different song. Yeah. Oh,
2: it is. Okay. Uh, I thought maybe it was yours that he sang. Anyway, I love that song. And what I suggest to our uh, audience, oftentimes when I hear a song like that, is why don't you get the CD of Paul's with that song on it or download that from iTunes because I think it is a great song to play while you light a candle.
0: Thank you so much. And it's, again, so affirming, the the letters and the comments. And uh, You know, in this grief, (laughs) you hate to... I found, even uh, you know, in, in my position, it's you know desi- deciding what product to put out there so people will find it useful, meaningful, and so the CD was created. But then what I also did is I made a gift book, um, so that the, the lyrics are in the with beautiful pictures, and it's in the back of the book. So that's another thing, and it's also on a single CD. If people don't want to spend the fifteen dollars for the full CD, even though the full CD has other songs that people like uh, from. Uh, balloon releases and walks to remember and um, as well the tree of memory is on there so you could see how my work was inspired by people responding to the need for the rituals and it kind of incorporated my interest in all the different areas of of uh, church spirituality memorialization healing and so again i'm so grateful that people have responded to it the way they do because it inspires me uh, in my in my quiet moments, to be open to you know what may come next that will be useful to people,
2: and and you can find Paul Alexander on griefsong, Song, g r i e f song dot com. And that's where everything's listed, and also your music's there. They can h- hear little segments of it. I love that with, um, you know, just to see which ones they might like, right?
0: Absolutely. It's the yeah, grief song. People say, is it Greek song? No, it's grief. <laughs> it's like, like grief, G-R-I-E-F, and it's, it's, it's not funny, but, you know, people who aren't familiar say, what song? I say, grief, G R. I And if people want to email me directly, um, I read all my emails directly and no one goes through them. It's griefsong at AOL. G.R.I.E.F. song, and I am always looking for suggestions or ideas or inspiration, if for just thoughts, if people want to contact me per- in person, I'd, be, I'd welcome that as well.
2: Uh, what a great idea. I think you're a very generative person. I love it.
0: Well, I'm so, you know, years ago, if you had told me I was going to be a singing social worker whose music <laughs> is used to help people in grief, it was like, uh, I, w- I would have looked at them and said, what? You know, so <laughs> our roads... Our roads lead us where uh, we know, quite don't know where we're winding up. But if if I look back and see what the whys, it all make, it makes some sense in terms of my journey. You know, it's not a Broadway musical, but in so many ways, it's so much better. You know.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. If you're open to it, it's amazing, isn't
0: it? it it's phenomenal, right?
2: Yeah, uh, it the, really <laughs> is. If you open yourself to that, whatever you know, good and whatever love.
0: Uh, you can bring to the world. It's amazing the opportunity you'll have to do it, uh, and to, to learn to, to and learning to see it that perspective is such a hard journey. And but uh, it is so true, you know. And it, we really are spiritual beings on a on an earthly path. I do believe that. Uh, not that it takes away the grief or the pain, never, never. But it gives some can in time as time goes by, and sometimes immediately enter into it. I've heard parents talk uh, soon after the loss and just blow me away in terms of how they put the perspective of the loss in place um, and the meaning of the life they shared. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, it's an angel journey and and I always feel um, my husband and I run a compassionate friends group Uh in um, Redwood City.
0: In uh, California? Redwood
3: City?
2: Redwood City, California.
0: Okay.
2: Actually, brilliant game. And uh, we do it with uh, Rosanna Marks, whose daughter uh, died of a drug overdose. Um, I think it's been about, uh, Rachel died about, I mean, uh, wait a minute, Rebecca. Uh, It was about 20 months ago or something like that.
0: Mm,
2: But you see people on these journeys, and they're real angels. You know, there are angels around them. It's it's an amazing thing. But we know a lot of you are hurting out there. And when we say that you'll find perspective, I want to remind you that Heidi and I always say, and Heather is this, if you can't have hope, if you don't have hope right now, lean on ours, lean on Paul's, lean on Heather's, lean on mine until you find your own. You may be in severe pain right now, but we promise you that, that life does get better, doesn't it, Paul?
0: I think with time and I like that expression lean on your hope. I always say, you know, let someone else carry it for you. And uh it, it just just listen and trust and uh, as much as you can uh lean into that. I like that word a lot, lean into it.
2: Right. Well, we're going to go to break and when we come back from break, we're going to hear more from Paul Alexander and also we're going to talk about um writing of uh, his next song which which we're going to go out of the show with in the next segment. And um, it's a butterfly song, and I I think that the butterfly's been so significant for so many people, and I'm going to be very interested after we come back from break on hearing Paul's take on it, and also you're going to hear about our guest for next week. You're listening to the Open to Hope show. You can reach us through the Grief blog and the Open to Hope site. Please stay tuned for more.
3: More Open to Hope radio is coming up. Whether you are a new or frequent listener to Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi's podcasts, the Horsleys value your connection. We invite you to join our Facebook and Twitter circles of support. We'll keep you up to date about Open to Hope Foundation events, new podcasts, and YouTube spots. Just go to Facebook or Twitter and search for Open to Hope. Open to Hope is a charitable foundation. All donations are tax deductible.
0: Hello, I'm Eric Kipple, former quarterback of the Detroit Lions and outreach coordinator of the University of Michigan Depression Center. It gives me great pleasure to announce the publication of my autobiography, Real Men Do Cry, a quarterback's inspiring story of tackling depression and surviving suicide loss, written with Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley and published by Quality of Life. Real Men Do Cry takes you on my journey of fame and fortune to unbearable pain and depression following the death of my 15-year-old son, Jeff, and gives practical information on the warning signs and risks of depression. My story ends with an uplifting message of hope and recovery. I have faith that if I have made it, you can too. You can visit my website to learn more about my book at erichipple.com and more about depression on depressioncenter.org. Thank you.
3: What's all the buzz on chataboutit.com? Rock Chicks Live with Frankie Russo. The radio talent show featuring female singers, actors, and comedians.
1: Okay, everybody, to Zadie, Alex Simmons. Some songs I'm working on for my first album.
2: Stand up as
1: one. Stand tough, be strong. Conquer all, after all. Together we can make it.
3: Rock Chicks Live, Fridays at 9 p.m. on your computer at chataboutit.com. Welcome back to Open to Hope Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Open to Hope Show. For those of you just joining us today, we're talking today about healing
2: through music.
1: I'm Heather Horsley Johnson with my mom, Dr. Glory Horsley, and we're here with Paul Alexander. Paul is a singer, a songwriter, and psychotherapist, and he promotes healing through his concerts, recordings, and workshops. And we've just been talking about music and the role it plays in grief. And I had a thought on this, Mom, as an adolescent. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you and Dad remember I was pretty much plugged into my Walkman after Dad died. (laughs) And I constantly was listening to music. And I don't know if there was grief music at the time or what, and that was 26 years ago. But uh, it was a good way to sort of deal with things in, in your own head and get away and not have to really talk
2: to people when you didn't want to, but still be in their presence. That's, that's interesting, because I, I think a lot of our audience is probably concerned about their kids out there with Walkman on or whatever. They've they, got their know, uh, yeah, iPods out. going now. Yeah, wondering if they're uh, really, uh, quote, grieving, right?
1: Right. And now, I don't know, you know, you could maybe say, why don't you just download a couple of these
2: songs for me, and maybe, maybe I'll listen to them. Yeah, especially Who Am I Now would be great for adolescents, don't you think, Paul?
0: Well, thank you so much. Um, I think it, it it opens up the discussion and uh, and to share, like, whether it's a private thing, I think it's great, I so relate to that myself, you know, during those times of grief and loss, there'd always be a song or two that I would go to, or if it, like, it would be a private moment, a place where I could go. After my mom died, I remember the prayer was a big song, and I never even really had heard it, and somehow I had a conversation with her before she died about what music she would like, and she mentioned that. And uh, for some reason, I didn't have it at the funeral. I think I just got caught up in the stuff that one does. But then afterwards, it came on the radio, and it just became my private grieving spot, you know, to be mm-hmm. in that. Well, And, and I would cry. Some, and the good thing is it does facilitate, because we get tired of crying openly, even though it's good if we can. But if we're not, you know, we have to honor our process. But those things, you'd be sitting in the car or at home, and it didn't matter. You know, it would just trigger it. And it was a beautiful thing, really, and a connector. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's a wonderful example. Well, tell us a little bit about, um, well, I should ask you quickly first. Are you, are you in private practice?
0: I have not done that this year just because of my travels. It gets hard and because you don't want to enter into a relationship with with a person and then have to go on the road for five weeks, you know. So what I do now is just consulting or short-term. If I know I'm going to be on Long Island for a while, I let people, you know, my contacts know and do it that way. But a lot of my... Uh, uh, my private practices come to be integrated in the work I do with the songwriting and/or the conferences, uh, programs I present. So that's I kind of consider that my practice. It, as and well. and
2: now, uh, do you have your um, where you'll be at different times? Is that on your website?
0: So We're working on getting that up. I have to. I'm working with my web designers now to put that in for the coming year. I haven't put that up in the past. I always feel funny about doing that, but. Have to, <laughs> have to get up with the times, I guess. Well,
2: don't feel funny. We want to see you and be there. I would love to be present and I ho- I'm hoping that sometime I can be present live when you're doing your music.
0: At oh, work. I would love to meet you and see you. This is so great what you're doing and uh, with the media and touching people and being an artist. I've been trying to get up on Facebook myself more and put some of the videos up. and I have the two books streaming with the music. I think you posted one on uh, your your site, uh-huh. the, the light a candle. We had the butterfly up. I right. also did "Gone Too Soon." I'm not sure if we're playing that today. I don't. I guess no. I don't think so. And um, so, if people like to go to those spots too, just to have quiet moments and healing moments, uh, I hope that'll help.
2: Well, make sure you go to griefgriefsong dot com because it's really a treat. Well, tell us a little bit about the song we're going to go out with today because Butterfly, the Butterfly song, because butterflies are so significant. I mean, Compassionate Friends have butterflies all over the place, but it's not just Compassionate Friends. For for many, many people, the butterfly is a symbol. What's that
0: about? The butterfly, a sign of connection to the loved one. Yes, I've heard so many stories. I think the most powerful story came from a, a couple who had come to a conference many years ago, and I was talking about signs, as you do in your workshops, and people would share the story and this woman wrote me a letter, um, Darlene Nelson, and said, Paul, we got home from your workshop, and I believe in science, but my husband is a bit skeptical. Sounds like your husband. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and they wrote me a letter saying, well, my husband was working in the parks field. He, he, he worked in the parks department, and he said his, their son had been killed in a hunting incident, and he was really missing them. This was probably within the year time. And he went out I guess he worked on the lawns and things and he said, Oh Mike, I would just like to have some connection to you. And before long there was this butterfly flying around him as he did the lawns on the tractor, I guess. And before long it perched on his shoulder. Okay. Now I guess that's not too phenomenal. Butterfly stopped for rest. This butterfly did not move for at least an hour, I believe the time was. Some some remarkable amount of time. He went home that evening all excited and said, Darlene, I just saw this butterfly. I wish you could have seen it, you know, and, you know that you could have shared in it. She says, it's okay, I've had my connections. I'm so glad you got yours. Two minutes later, he yells out, Darlene, come out here. She was in the oven, cooking stuff in the oven. She wasn't in the oven, thank God. But she came back, and uh, there was a butterfly that had landed again on his finger. Oh. And they took a picture of it, and they gave it to me. They mailed it to me. Now, this is the clincher. Uh, about a year ago, I started working on the Butterfly song and book, and I wanted this story to be in the book, and since it helped inspire the song. I was down here in Florida, and my things were stolen from the car. And in that stuff was the story and all all the the pictures. And it's been like 10 years since I had contacted this, this, this uh, darling and her husband, Clint. Uh, somehow I found their phone number, and I called them. And I said, "Could you please send me the story again? I'm doing a uh, a gift book, and I want to record the song and share your story about Mike." Well, they did so graciously, but she said, "Paul, you're not going to believe this because tomorrow would be uh, the, the the fifth. I think it was the 15th anniversary of his death, or the 10th anniversary of his death." So what came to me as a as a sad thing was also a, a connecting point to them that I reached out on that day in. in kind of connecting them to their son. So it was the, just uh, another...
2: Absolutely. You never know what, what things that seem really bad at the time, what, what can come from them,
0: really, kind of, or a loss, you know. Exactly. And that, uh, I really just broke down when they told me that, because I was, you know, things get robbed, you know. I yeah. guess in the scheme of grief, it's, it's secondary to the loss, <laughs> not even secondary, you know, it's minimal. But in that moment, I was feeling pretty cruddy. But when they told me uh, what it meant to them, I was like, oh my goodness. And it it gave it so much more meaning to me that this was meant to be written. And uh, the the butterfly, too, you know, a sign of transformation, a new life, um, a connecting point that this life is not the only life that we have. I like to also to see it as a connecting to what we go through as we're grieving. That time, you know, a butterfly spends so much time in the cocoon as a caterpillar before it comes out. And if you force a Force the cocoon, the it, the butterfly will never fly. It has to come out in its own journey, and, and it struggles to get out. It. it pushes out. You can't help it. And I see that, too, as grief. We can't, as hard as grief is and as ter- terrible at moments, and uh, the things that go on in that process that make us feel out of our minds, it's part of it all, you know, the good and the bad. And um, we have, have to struggle. honor that in whatever yeah. way we can to support knowing somehow there'll be another phase another place where it won't be as bad and won't be as hard and that there will be joy again and it will be okay to smile and that perhaps the legacy will continue such as your work continues such as my work continues Absolutely. where we take this and we bring it forward we pay it forward you've heard that expression i love that expression you know mm-hmm. and uh, that's what i think it's all about and i think the greatest gift we can get at the, uh, is to come to that place where that happens and to say, oh, okay, um, Absolutely. to go through the process and say, I'm feeling pain today, and I can't, I can't fake it. Let me mm-hmm. feel the pain and let me struggle in my cocoon. It gives me permission, too, which I think is so important for grieving people.
2: Well, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to go out uh, with the, uh, the butterfly song. And it's time to close the show. I want to thank Paul Alexander and next week our, and Heather for being the co-host. Thank you, Heather. And next week our topic will be Spousal Loss, and our guest will be Deborah Levinson, a widow and psychotherapist and licensed clinical social worker. She's the author of three books. Please stay tuned again next Monday, 11 Pacific Standard, 2 Eastern, for more of the Open to Hope show with Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi. We'll be back next week and it's a show of hope and renewal and we want you to remember other people have been there before you and made it you can too you need not walk alone and lean on our hope till you find your own thanks for listening and now we'll hear the butterfly song
3: butterfly 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 if you could share the secret Of the passage of your life The struggles, the cycles you survive From a tiny caterpillar To a chrysalis raptite You broke free from the darkness Soared into the light Butterfly, butterfly Messenger of joy and life of beauty bring delight. Have you seen what heaven's light? Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. I hold on to the hope life will never end and whisper my prayer upon your wings. Fly on to great spirit Dance to heaven's song Rejoice, life's not ended You've been reborn Butterfly, butterfly Messenger of joy and life Wings of beauty bring delight Hey. Heaven's lie O oh, great Spirit, O oh, great Spirit, hear our prayer, hear our prayer, lifted up upon the wings of the gentle butterfly.